This is episode 172, Building a Daily Gratitude Practice, part 12, Fasting. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in our 12th week. This is the 12th episode of our 12-week series on building a daily gratitude practice. I hope you've had a wonderful weekend. You've had a great start to your week. And if you haven't, that's okay. We're going to give you some tools that you can reframe that, get back to gratitude, get back to appreciation, get back to possibility, back to solutions, back to taking action. That's what it's all about in life. You know, life is always going to throw us curveballs, but our ability to navigate, to be good navigators is the key. So that's why I created this series. Hopefully it's inspired you to build your own practice. My challenge to you was to pick three of these habits uh, throughout these this series that we're doing and create your own daily gratitude practice. You can use the Facebook group, Daily Gratitude Practice, to share your own little routine, to keep yourself accountable. I've also got a free book that I released, obviously, this last year. It's called The Gratitude Map. You can check it out at thegratitudemap.com. It comes with a free mini course, a free PDF workbook to help you kind of create your own practice. A lot of really awesome stuff for you. I hope that's it's able to change your life in some way. You know, ultimately, the 14-day challenge is, is there. But, you know, most of your life, that's, that's really the challenge. It's basically the rest of your life, however long that is, that's really where the challenge is at. So my goal was to kind of plant the seed through this series, through the book, through the free resources, and get that habit inspired in you in your own life uh, for good. Because it's made a big difference in my life. And the biggest lesson I have to offer you is in this world of achieve, achieve, achieve that we're caught in, at the end of the day, if if you're unable to match your achievement with appreciation, you will have an imbalance and you will burn out. Regardless of what you achieve, if you can't appreciate it, then, you know, it's it's for naught. It's, it doesn't matter. You see so many cases of that everywhere where what somebody has is not related to the quality of their life necessarily, like the quality of their mental state. Obviously, money is important to some degree to secure you some quality of life, but you know what? They've done so many studies on it and after like an upper-class upper middle class income, it ceases to have any importance. Like it does, the quality of life difference does not increase if you suddenly have a million dollars versus if you have 75,000, obviously depending on where you live. But the point is money only goes so far, you know, success only goes so far. You have to balance your success with appreciation. It always comes down to the basics. And in this last series today, we're finishing that series. So if you've enjoyed the series, let me know. I'm on Facebook at Tudor Alexander Official or on Instagram, same same handle. You can email me, tutor at danceoflife.com. If you've enjoyed these episodes, let me know. I'm always curious to kind of put together series. We're going to be going back to Fridays. You know, we've been doing Mondays and Fridays. After this week, I'm going to be going back to just Fridays. Uh, so if you enjoy these types of little interludes, we've been doing this for a couple months now, obviously, with the obstacles to gratitude and then the building a daily gratitude practice. If you've enjoyed these kinds of episodes twice a week, let me know. I'm curious to create little series every now and then and and put them in there. But 
I hope truly that this has inspired you to make some difference in your life. And again, you have a lot of free tools available to you. But today we're finishing this series with a very important topic that's close to my heart, which is fasting. You know, Benjamin Franklin said, the best of all medicines is resting and fasting. And this particular habit has been such a big one in my life, especially with a lot of the digestive concerns I've had in the last couple months and year, uh, which, you know, it doesn't matter. But the point is I really learned so much about the importance of our digestive system. Your digestion is your core. It is your absolute core. And if you want to be successful, you want to be motivated, you want to be high-powered, it's not about willpower. It's about having that energy and that battery power that's inherent to your life and your body to help supply you with all the emotional and spiritual energy that you need to use on a daily basis to create. If your battery is drained physically, there's no way that you're going to be creative and happy and grateful. You know, fatigue is one of the the main obstacles we talked about. And certainly when you're fatigued, it's a lot harder to be grateful. So when you have that energy, when your body is vibrating positively and you've got, you know, you're feeding it well, you're sleeping well, it's just a lot easier to use that energy for productive purposes. So for me, that all starts with digestion. And through my digestive concerns that I had, I discovered fasting first through a book called Longevity Diet by Dr. Walter Longo. Highly recommend that book. Really, really interesting, very well researched about the impact of fasting on your life and how you can do intermittent fasting, how to basically create a, a type of diet that a that will basically give you the longevity, the highest longevity possible based on all these centenarian studies. Very interesting book. But either way, what I took from it mostly was the the ability to fast every day and to restrict myself as a positive thing that helps me appreciate and stay healthy. You know, I never used to, I used to fast actually as a kid because I was very religious when I was a kid. I was brought up in a religious uh, circumstance and part of that was fasting you know, we would do a long fast for Easter where you wouldn't eat any animal products and stuff. But most of the time, I didn't really do it because I chose to do it. I was chose to do it because I was made to do it. And, I, and whenever you do something like that, you know that it's not mindful. You're just doing it as an obligation. So now as an adult, as I had fast, I've fasted a couple times. I did the, the longevity diet book comes with like a kit you can also buy that does like a five-day mimicking kind of fast. It's really interesting. So it's called the Fasting Mimicking um, diet. So basically it kind of mimics a fast with like a very low calorie intake. So that was experience that, man, that was something else. Being able to go through that for five days was a real mental experience. I'll tell you, it really gets you down to appreciate when you don't have something. This is why fasting is so important as part of, you know, a gratitude practice. And we're going to get into a couple ways to fast that just, that are not necessarily with food. You can have a financial fast, you have a technology fast, any kind of fasting where you're restricting yourself or eliminating something, it always creates appreciation because when you don't have something, it creates that appetite. It creates that longing, that desire, that, you know, that craving. And that when you, when you satiate that craving, man, there's so much appreciation there. But if you can have it all the time, if you can eat chocolate every day, every, you know, twice a day, you're not going to really appreciate it. But then suddenly you say, oh, I can't eat chocolate now for a week. By the time you have that chocolate, you've been looking forward to it. You've got the anticipation it's building. You know, by the time you have that first bite, it's like, oh my gosh, that's the best thing in the world. And it's actually one of the 
kind of the hacks, the mental hacks in this book called Happy Money. Uh, it's by, I forget the author right now, I'll have to look into it, but it's uh, The Science of Happy Money. It's uh, Elizabeth Dunn. There you go. That's that's the author's name. It's in the book, in my my book, The Gratitude Map. I list a bunch of science of gratitude at the end. You know, a lot of those different research studies. And one of the studies is from this lady, the professor's name, Elizabeth Dunn. She's a famous researcher on happiness and gratitude. And if you read that book, her book is called The Science of Happy Money. Basically, one of the things is that we want to, when we are anticipating something, when we look forward to something, we're actually maximizing our happiness because the anticipation is a very strong emotion and there's a lot of pleasure there. You can't wait. Like you're thinking about satiating yourself with that chocolate or whatever else and you're looking forward to it. So when we voluntarily fast and withdraw and restrict ourselves, we're creating that sense of appreciation, that anticipation hacking our minds to overcome the routine, the mindlessness, the desensitization, the habituation that we experience by default when we just have access to something. And today we live in a society of access. We live in a society of plenty. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are that you are not in the percentage of the world that's dying of hunger and you know having to deal with unclean water and all this kind of stuff. Ultimately, you're in a place that you have a lot of access to things that most people in the world that are impoverished do not. And it's very easy to lose, and that's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing in the sense, thank goodness, that we have those things. But without our mindful approaching to them, mindfulness and approaching them every day with a sense of gratitude, it's very easy to become complacent and miserable, even when you have the things that, that are great that people in other parts of the world wish they had. So it's a very silly thing. It's a very silly conundrum that we find ourselves in because of our minds. That's why it's so important to use fasting on a regular basis in different ways to help you not only develop appreciation, but also it's it's healthy too. You know, we have too much today, too much information, too much spending, too much food, too many calories, too much salt. We have too much. We live in a land of plenty and the danger with that is too much. So fasting is the perfect balance, and it's been around for thousands of years as a spiritual practice. And now they're finding through science that it's actually there's a medical, highly important and powerful medical benefit to fasting, uh, which if you read that book, The Longevity Diet, it goes into all the research there about how it triggers this protective state and rejuvenating state. It's very fascinating. But again, they've known this about this for thousands of years. So here we are in the modern age, connecting back to these old habits. So fasting is very important. And another book I have to recommend to you is The Cheapskate's Guide to True Riches by Jeff Yeager, another great book. And he brings up the idea of a financial fast, which is something that was really interesting to me because it's ultimately fasting from spending. You know, we so often spend money when we're upset. That's our go-to method is go binge spend on ice cream or food or you know, spend money on yourself or, you know, you spend, let's say you buy groceries and when you still have cans of food left in the pantry, like ultimately it, we are in this, you know, we're in this land of plenty and we get used to just spend, 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 spend. And in that process, we get to, we forget to appreciate what we already have. So by, let's say limiting, you say, okay, I'm not going to spend any money this week on anything unless it's like a mandatory bill that I have to spend on but I'm not going to buy any groceries. So now I have to use what I have. And now suddenly, again, all those little previous habits we talked about, where you find that little something, 
you're being present, you're paying attention. Suddenly now you're being creative. I would figure out how I can use the things that I have. Well, I got a little can of beans. I got some green onions in the fridge. You know, oh, maybe I can cook those two together. So you start becoming creative. And that's what that fasting is about. Same thing with, you know, intermittent fasting. If you do intermittent fasting, then you pick a window during the day that you uh, basically want to eat in, like let's say a 12-hour window, a 10-hour window. Just for reference, you know, a lot of people eat for eight hours and then they fast for 16. In the book, and there's a podcast that Dr. Walter Longo was on where I heard on, he basically says that there's no research that shows any benefit after 10 hours. So for example, if your window of time eating is 10 to 12 hours, that's pretty good. As long as you have like a 12-hour break for your colon to just heal and reset, you're good. There's no documented benefits for fasting for 16 hours or 18 hours or anything like that. So ultimately, my I do it for 12 hours. I If I wake up, let's say, at 6 and I have my breakfast at 6.30, then I try not to have my any meals after 6.30 in the afternoon. So I give it a nice 12 hours break before you put any food in there. So there's intermittent fasting. And guess what? Every time you break that fast, when you start that morning meal, it's a chance to appreciate. You, you bring now because your body is hungry and it wants food and that first meal is so delicious, your senses are so primed. Now when you start your morning, now there's a reward there. There's a reward to get present, to get mindfully in tune with what's in front of you, to, to taste, to get in tune with your body, to your senses. So fasting in this sense, and intermittent fasting, is a very powerful way to get reconnected every morning to your body and to your senses. You can also fast. I've done a water fast for two days. That was really rough. My goal is to do three or four, but I'm working my way up to that. I've done the prolon fast, which is the thing that comes with the uh, longevity diet. That book, he created this thing called Prolon, uh, P-R-O-L-O-N. It's called a fasting mimicking diet. Basically, it's a pack of food, or it's like a pack, a kit that you get for five days, and you... You know, you go through the kit, but it's very minimal calories every every day. I think it's like 500 calories or something. It's pretty brutal, especially after the third or fourth day. You'll you'll really start to see the mental resistance wear on you. But then if you can make it to the fourth or fifth day, it gets easier, and then pretty soon you're done. But, man, I'll tell you, the great thing about that one is that you can eat. You eat a little bit, but you can eat. And when you do eat those little whatever it is, like a little pack of olives or a little tomato soup or something. Oh my goodness. That is the best thing in the world. It teaches you to appreciate absolutely everything. So there's nothing like a good fast. If you do it twice a year, let's say at the beginning of the year and then in the middle of the year, almost like a ritual to kind of get you reconnected to life and to appreciation. That's a very phenomenal tool to do it. It's basically just restrict your eating because I'll tell you, there's nothing that'll get you crankier than not eating. <laughs> At least for me, that's the way it goes. And when you realize that you have control over that relationship, you're not ruled by food. You're not ruled by spending. And the third suggestion I have is technology. You're not ruled by technology. When you can fast from technology and shut your phone off or, you know, okay, I'm going to fast between, it's like intermittent fasting, but with your phone. So I'm not, I'm going to take calls between 12 to eight, but then after eight, I'm not going to look at my phone at all. And then I'll, I'll basically jump into it in the morning again, just like your food. So ultimately fasting doesn't have to happen just for food. It can be with anything. It's all about using restriction 
and the discipline of the mind and focus to create a space. Wherever you create a space, you're going to create a desire. And when you create that space and you you activate that desire, you also activate appreciation. Because again, in the morning, if you haven't eaten for 12 hours at least, when you take that first bite of whatever it is that you're eating, it's going to be a phenomenal experience and it gets you in tune with that. It helps you be grateful and it helps you get to that present moment and forget about all these things that you're worrying about. So remember, take the time to find those little moments in life. That's what it's all about. So my three suggestions for fasting are try intermittent fasting, do a technology fast in some way or form, and do a spending fast. Again, you got some great resources that those uh, Cheapskate's Guide to True Riches by Jeff Yeager. That's a great book. Intermittent Fasting, The Longevity Diet by Walter Longo. Uh, there's no book for the technology fast, but you can pretty much apply the same principles to that. And, of course, you have all the free resources available to you, thegratitudemap.com or my website, danceoflife.com. You can get a free mini course, free PDF workbook to get you started on this. You get uh, you know, free book, obviously, with some more suggestions and detailed explanations for each one of these things. But look, try fasting in whatever form. You know, Maybe it's fasting from toxic relationships. Maybe it's fasting from your parents. Maybe it's fasting from email. You know, Be creative. These are just a few suggestions, but use them to, to shape your life, to shape your routine. You know, when it, It's a lot easier when something is too much to just tone it down. And you'll find appreciation immediately. Because it creates the space. Without the space, if the space is already filled, think of it like a wall. If you've got a bunch of art hanging on the wall, you can't hang a new picture on there. So you got to get rid of those pictures. you got to rotate them. Clear the space out so you can put something new. So when you fast, you create that vacuum. You create that space. And you allow something new to come. That's why fasting has been a spiritual practice. That's why it's you know great for health. It helps to rejuvenate, to bring the new in. That's why it's great for everything, for appreciation. Because when you miss something, you remember how valuable it is. So I hope this final episode has been useful for you guys. Again, fasting has been a huge part of my life. Highly recommend it. Check out those books, Longevity Diet and Cheapskate's Guide to Riches by Jeff Yeager. Also, obviously, The Gratitude Map. It's a free book you can get. Uh, plus a mini course and everything else for you guys. Check out the Daily Gratitude Practice Facebook group. Share your own custom routine. That's my challenge for you. You've you've had all the 12 lessons now, these series, the daily gratitude practice series in the last three weeks or three months. Sorry, it's been, yeah, it's been quite a few weeks. Hope you've enjoyed it. So now pick three from these and create your own daily gratitude practice. Share it in the group. After 14 days, share how it goes. If you opted for the free book, uh, you'll get an email challenge that goes along with that to help you go, you know, basically dive deep into it. But regardless, commit to it 14 days. Let me know how it goes for you. You can find me on Instagram at Tutor Alexander Official or Facebook, uh, or you can email me, tutor at danceoflife.com. I've had such a pleasure and fun putting all of these episodes together for you, this little series. I would love to do more of these series, so let me know as well if you have found this valuable. Uh, if you know anybody in your life, obviously, that, that can benefit from this information, share it with them. You know, Even if it's one person, you never know whose life you'll change. But let me know if you've enjoyed this series, if you'd like to see more of these type of things. Starting next week, we're going to go back to 
just Fridays, at least for the time being. That's where we're going to have uh, episodes and interviews and all that good stuff. But thank you so much for being part of this journey with me. It's been so much fun. And remember that your life is a dance. Life is all about the movement between things. It is, it is the movement between where you are right now and where you want to be. But don't get caught up in the biggest trap. Learn to appreciate so that you can dance. And that's really what it means to dance your way through life. That is what the dance of life is. And remember, as always, that you can learn to dance it well. I wish you a wonderful week and an awesome day ahead. Try a little fasting and see the blessings that it has for you in return. I'll see you guys next week. For more episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.